Hello and welcome to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. The law of attraction is a belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences to a person's life. This is based on the idea that by aligning our thoughts with the right belief systems, we can attract into our lives good things like improved health, wealth, and personal relationships. A key component of that philosophy is the idea that in order to effectively change one's negative thinking patterns, we must feel that the desired changes have already occurred. This combination of positive thought and positive emotions is believed to allow one to attract positive experiences and opportunities by achieving resonance with that law. In Christianity, we call this faith. In psychology, it's described as the cognitive reframing techniques. In today's edition of the Time with Fred podcast, we discuss finding love through the law of attraction. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's Time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. With me to discuss this important topic is my special guest, Abimbola Awutasu. Abimbola, welcome to the Time with Fred podcast. Thank you so much, Fred. It's a pleasure to be with you. Same here. So just to give our audience a little bit about, a little bit of background, can you tell us who you are and, and what you do? Yes. Um, well, as Fred mentioned earlier, my name is Abimbola Awutasu. I go by Abby as well. I am a life coach with Dear Abby. And um, Dear Abby's mission is to empower single women to unapologetically own their identities and grow in self-love. Um, our goal with Dear Abby is to ultimately get single women on that quest, on that journey to finding true, meaningful, lasting, and sacrificial love. But there is a strong belief that in order for you to attract into your life the things that you desire and you deserve, you first of all have to be in alignment with yourself and you first of all have to love yourself and accept yourself and own your identity in order to attract the good into your life. I, mean, I love that um, introduction and you talk about identifying or aligning yourself, right, with the right belief systems. And, and I think this is important not only um, when it comes to finding love, but I think it's, it's a universal principle, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, but I think that based on experience, of course, if you don't have that, um, that self-love, right, if you don't value yourself or if you don't believe in yourself or if you don't take seriously who you are, mm -hmm. uh, the reciprocal effect is, is going to be the same, right? You, you attract what you, what you put out there. Yes. Um, if you don't respect yourself, you're not going to get that respect from anywhere else. And, and you mentioned that this is particularly also important uh, when it comes to finding love. Why, why is this important though? Because love is one of those things and I'm no expert on, on this love theory by any means, but uh, oftentimes we kind of want to fall in love, right? Or stumble into love. And so we go searching for love in all of these places, but we often don't take that time to kind of work on ourselves first, right? We, we go after, you know, all the other stuff first, and then uh, we find ourselves uh, in a pickle. Why is it important based on what you said for us to kind of align ourselves to make sure that we have that, that, that frame of mind correct before we even venture out there looking for love. Definitely. Well, growing up in school, in physics, in high school, we were taught that opposites attract. 
that was what our physics teachers taught us, right? Yeah. But in universal law, like actually attracts like. If you are positive, if you are kind, if you are generous, you will also attract positivity, kindness, and generosity in the world. So also, if you're negative, if you're toxic, if you're destructive, you will attract the same into your life. So to bring that in alignment with what we're talking about, in order to really truly find love that is meaningful, that is deep, that, that is passionate, and that is life-fulfilling, you have to first of all be those things yourself. You have to embody love. You have to love and accept yourself. You have to embrace who you are as a person, you know, as, as, a, as a soul, as an individual upon this earth that has a purpose and a meaning for, for still being alive, for still having breath going through your lungs. And so I am all about meaningful love. I'm not about the superficial love that we see in movies that lasts today and is up and is, is over tomorrow. I am all about finding meaningful, lasting committed sacrificial love that can stand the test of time and in order for you to find that fulfilling love you have to be love so you have to love yourself right i was having this um discussion a while back abby with um with with this lady who shared a very powerful story um about her, her love experience, right? As, as a very young child, I think it was at age five, she was abused. Um, and then at age 19, um, she was abused as well, um, raped. And so when she ended up uh, marrying, interestingly enough, she married an, an abusive person. Mm. And so throughout her life, throughout her marriage, at least for the first 10 years, she endured a very abusive relationship and she said to me that it came to a point in her marriage life that she realized she said fred what i allow will continue so she had to do a complete 180 degrees i mean unfortunately um or fortunately rather the marriage didn't end well because it was it was such a toxic relationship but in thinking about that she shared with me how she carried some of those emotional baggages that she endured as a child and as a teenager exactly into her marriage and she attracted into her life the very same experiences, bad experiences that she, that she went through yes. as a child. And so hearing you talk about being loved or finding value in yourself in order to attract uh, the right people, um, I, I think it's so powerful. Does it, does it make sense? Oh, yes, 100%. That, that, that is the reality. The law of attraction is constantly working. Whether we realize it or not, we are constantly attracting into our life the experiences that we have by what we are putting out into the universe. Um, in no way am I in any, in any way diminishing the pain that people go through, the abuse, the emotional, the physical, the mental abuse that people go through in relationships. It is, it is, it is, it is the worst place to be in. And my heart goes out to women and anybody who has been a victim of abuse in any form, in any way, you know, I will encourage anybody out there who has such a challenge to have the courage to just be bold and step out of that space, step out of that space mentally, step out of that space emotionally, give yourself the permission to 
dream big and to dream for happiness and love and fulfillment and safety in a partnership. And once you start believing and visualizing yourself as somebody that is in a loving, kind, nurturing relationship with a partner who truly values you and protects you and protects your heart, once you start visualizing that, you will attract such a partner into your life. So for, for, for single women, which is really where uh, your focus is here, um, yes. what, are, what are some of the ways um, that, they, that they build this, this value in themselves, right? How do, they, how do they build this? Are there any, any, I mean, based on your own experience, because you share a very, very powerful story about how you found love, right? Some of the things that you had to do, um, especially if you have to deal with some of these paradigms, right? Cultural mm -hmm. paradigms, social uh, constructs or, or mindsets and belief systems. How does one extricate themselves, one, from those paradigm sets, right, or belief systems? And then how do you build some of these values um, yeah. that, that one needs to be able to be successful in finding that right person? For sure. Um, you know, I, why Dear Abby is so dear to me is because I am a living, breathing example of how the law of attraction works and how you can get yourself out of a place that, that no longer serves you to find what you truly desire and want in love, in finance, in comfort, in happiness. Um, I was single a few years ago, you know, in my, in my 20s, throughout my 20s. I had a very social, boisterous life. I traveled. I, I love to travel. I love to experience new cultures. I love to experience new things. And I was very boisterous and social and on the scene, so to speak. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I never really had a problem attracting men or partners. I never really had that problem. But I was always attracting people who were not, they were, they were great. They were amazing people, but they never quite had everything that I was searching for in a partner, you know? And so I struggled. I struggled for many years to find true, meaningful love. I struggled to find that partner that gave me that, that sense of peace. And, you know, when, when you know you've arrived, <laughs> you know, with, with somebody and you just, you just have that peace and that stillness and that calm in your spirit and in your soul that just lets you know that, yes, this is the one. I struggled with that throughout my 20s. And it wasn't until I actually started reading self-help books and books on relationships that my mindset about men about relationships switched mm. you know because i had been brought up in a in a, an environment where you know when men were perceived as sketchy and and you know as women we had to be suspicious of men because mm. hey all men want to do is you yeah. know get between your legs right that that's what i was brought up to believe about men and so I, I kind of like viewed men with this certain suspicion, you know, and I, once I started reading these books, a lot of those unhealthy mindsets and healthy stereotypes about men that your parents or society or movies tell you, <laughs> and you grow up thinking all men cheat and all men lie, you know, and all men are womanizers, you know, all those unhealthy paradigms and stereotypes about men, I started letting go of them. And I started appreciating the beauty and the dynamics of men and women and in relationships, you know, and it, it was such an eye opener for me because I finally started seeing the truth about love and about the dynamics between partners in a relationship. And that was when everything changed for me. And I started attracting 
the good and I, and I finally met my husband. It wasn't a long drawn out process. Once I started reading these self-help books and re realigning and resetting my mindset, which was obviously fixing and adjusting my paradigm. I met my husband within like five months of, of picking up a, a book, a specific book that completely changed my life. And we started, we started dating, you know, he, he, he actually chased me for three months. <laughs> I was playing hard to get. You're playing hard to get, right? Was, yeah. <laughs> and he chased me relentlessly for three months, did not give up, kept on, kept on relentless. At some point, I even almost cussed him out. I was like, who the heck are you? Get away from me. You know, <laughs> but he was like, no, no, this, this one, I'm not giving up on it. And eventually when I started, when we started dating, when we officially dated, six months from when we dated was when he, we got engaged and about four months later was when we got married. So everything happened super duper fast. It wasn't some long, drawn out, dramatic process, you know. And that can happen to anybody, really. You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting you, you, you share that, Abby, because I mean, I, I am a big fan of, you know, I follow, you know, I, I, you know the, the whole thing about paradigm shift. I, I love that and definiteness of purpose. I, I, I would... I would have never thought, I mean, while I do believe, I think it's, it's, it's powerful what you just shared, but it's interesting to hear you say that as you're growing up in your, in your 20s, I mean, you're, you're living life and, and doing all of that, but, but then the people that were being attracted to you were kind of fit, right? In other words, they were, it was, it was, it fit within, you know, like your, your, your busy travel, like youthful, right, exuberance and all of that, but until you shifted, once you shifted that mindset, mm -hmm everything changed, right? You started attracting in, into your life, like a, a different set of, I mean, I, I, it's interesting. And I wonder how many of us, and again, I wonder how many of us go through life wanting different things, right? Wanting different things, wanting to see different results, but then we still hold on to these old mindsets, right? Perhaps it doesn't dawn on us to make that shift. The same insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? But uh, but this is this is not insanity here. This is this is this is real. But for us to attract into our lives, it's 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 it's, it's no brainer. You have to change your mindset, right? You, and you talk about these belief system that we somehow inherently believe, and you know, culturally, I can relate to that example because I know people who have been told those things, right? Men are this, men are that, and the constant men bashing. And some of these people are still single, not because they're not pretty, not because they're not attractive, but because somehow they had believed a lot of these things that have been told them, right? Um, and so how does one come out of that? You know, it's not, I imagine it's not as easy as, you know, picking a, a book on love and then, you know, men are from Mars or men are from Venus, whatever, um, John Gray, and then reading and then voila, right? You find your mate, but it's a process, right? It doesn't happen over time, right? Yeah. Can you talk us through some of the process, perhaps your own experiences and, and for maybe what someone might be able to, to do um, yeah. at that Definitely. point? Yeah, so I would say um, just start, start where it's comfortable with you. You know, for instance, if, if you're a single woman looking for love, you can, you can start listening to certain podcasts about love, about relationships. You can start reading certain books about, about universal laws, such as the law of attraction. You can start reading relationship books or self-help books. If you're not really a book person, you can, like I mentioned earlier, listen to podcasts. You can, um, 
You can follow certain, you know, people online. There are people out there who constantly give out information and wisdom, pearls of wisdom on love, on men, on relationships, you know, like just start following people who you feel align with where you want to go. In yeah, life. you got to be careful who you follow too, right? There are all different schools of thought out there, exactly. right? Yeah. You know, but it has to make sure that what you're listening to aligns with your vision for your life, you know, and if somebody says something that does not resonate with your spirits just reject it and and move on to something else that resonates you'll know you'll know when something resonates you're old enough like you you you've gone you've had enough experiences in your life up until this point to know what is right and what is wrong for you you know so just be more conscious about the things you listen to and be be selective about the messages that come into your life not everybody that loves you knows what is best for you not every advice you get is good advice. People mean well, but they don't always have the best advice for you. So you as an individual, you have to know what you want. What do you want? Not what your parents want, not what society wants. What do you want for yourself? And you have to follow your path and be true to yourself and trust your gut and your instincts. Hmm. This, is, this is good. And I'd be hard about that conflict, right? There, you know, you're, you have those who are used to being single. They, they love to hang out with the, with the girls and, 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 and be them, right? Enjoy the single lives. But then they also want to, to live, you know, or have been a stable relationship, right? There's always that, they want to eat their cake and have it, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'd imagine that those two don't work. There's, if you want to live that lifestyle, there are some things that you have to give up if you want to stable relationships. Perhaps the guy may not want, not to lord anything about you or anything, right? Or to be a chauvinist or anything, but there are certain things that one would have to give up yes. in order to be able to succeed in that new walk of life. Yes. How do you deal with that kind of conflict, right? Like, well, I want a relationship. I want to be me. I want to have it on my own terms, right? I want to eat my cake and have it. How does one juggle that conflict? Or is it even healthy when it comes to that? Hmm, well, when, when you refer to the single life and a woman kind of like having her friends and going out and having fun. With L- living, living life like a single person, right? Yes, yeah. versus being in a committed relationship. Committed relationship, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, you know, you, 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 in love, there has to be a bit of a compromise, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you, 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 I don't, I don't, you, 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 can, you cannot necessarily have your cake and eat it, but there can be compromises that are made. For instance, once you start being in a relationship with, with a partner and you want that commitment, you can't have the same amount of time and energy and resource to give to girlfriends the way you used to. But you can also create time within that relationship and that partnership to still hang out with your girlfriends every now and then. Like it's not, it's not a hard or fast rule where it's one or the other other but you also have to understand that if you are choosing to be in a partnership there are certain behaviors and and activities that might not necessarily be in congruency Mm. with that partnership so you have to also be able to understand that some things are going to change you know and if hanging out with your girlfriends is a threat to this relationship and this commitment that you are searching for and you have in a sense found then, you know, 
you have to just balance it and see what, what you truly want. And, yeah. and if, if your future is a partnership and a relationship, then I guess you already know the answer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we're not here to counsel, we're not counseling or anything, but, but, but it's real. I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen people kind of caught in that, you know, state where, uh, you know, choose between my friends, this, this is my, these are my, my group, my girls, and then, but then I have to be able to give that time to my partner. And, and relationships have split because of that. I've seen several, right? So I think choosing uh, or finding that balance, I think it's important. So these are some of the things that we have to, I mean, in anything really for that matter, right? If you want to, you know, yeah. get in a certain path, there, there are some things that you have to give up, right? Um, it's, it's a sacrifice, right? Otherwise, you know, something, something struggles and it's either your relationship with your friends or, or your relationship uh, with your partner. Yes. Um, did, did, you, did you have to deal with that conflict? I, I did. I did to a certain extent. I did, but it, it was so, it was so natural for me to choose my partner <laughs> because I, I am a hopeless romantic, always have been. I, I love love. I love the concept of love. I love the concept of you know, holding hands with my husband and walking down the street and feeling safe and secure in his competent, manly, masculine hands. <laughs> I love that. I'm a hopeless romantic, not ashamed of it, not yeah. apologetic about it. And um, it, was, it was so natural for me to choose that over a life of girlfriends and sex and the city. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> it was so natural and easy. So it wasn't difficult for me. Initially, I remember like the first week I got married and, you know, we moved into our apartment, my husband and I, and all of a sudden, like literally it was like night and day messages just stopped coming in. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I would look at my phone and be like, where's everybody? Why, yeah. why are you receiving messages the way I was like yeah. last week or yeah. two weeks ago? But literally it was that drastic, just the silence. And it was like, okay, she's a married woman now. Let's leave her alone. Let's give her her space. That was good. I mean, and, did, you, did you have to lay down some of these boundaries or did they form automatically? They just formed automatically. I didn't, I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to be like, uh, okay. It need my space, you know, it, it just happened naturally. I mean, of course, I still kept in touch with my girlfriends, yeah. you know, but obviously not on the same level and not with the same volume as I did in the past, you know. But yeah, yeah that's, that's, that, that's really interesting. So in your, in your work with, uh, with, with single women, what are, what are some of the challenges that you see or some of the inhibiting factors that makes this difficult for, for, for young women um, making, trying to make this transition? Um, well, you know, a lot of, it, it, most of the time, it just has to do with preconceived notions. Mm. It has to do with preconceived notions of what love looks like, of what a relationship should look like, what a man should and should not do for you in a relationship, you know, and then that, um, that Hollywood image of a man that we all have. Yeah, the glitz and the glamour, right? The glitz and the glass. The, the six pack and, and all of that stuff. Exactly. And he, he's over-sexualized and he's the provider all the time and you don't have to lift a finger. He's going to do everything for you and he's going to buy you your Chanel bag and your Louboutin heels, yeah. you know? So there are a lot of... Nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing happens, wrong right? with that, absolutely. You know, but we just have to learn how to unlearn yeah. from stereotypes we've developed over the years about men about relationships yeah. so yeah and, and and i think the same goes goes to to men as well right i mean there, there there are certain ideals right the woman has to be that you know has to 
have the perfect uh, physique and all of that. And the same thing, right? So for those of us who are still working on developing that six pack, you know, it becomes more of a challenge, right? Because you're trying to compete, right? Uh, but and so you're trying to compete with Daniel Craig, you know, hey, whoever that is. But 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 I think that's really where that self love comes in, right? I may not be a Brad Pitt, I, I may not have you know all of that, but but I need to be confident in who I am, right? I'm speaking, of course, as a man, but of course we know we're talking about single women, but that's where that the the the, the self-love, right, or, or loving yourself comes yeah. in, right? You and, don't and have it to... Across yeah. board. It goes across board yeah. for both men and women. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think that also presents a struggle too, because, right, there's this dissatisfaction with who you are because you're trying to fit within the mold of, you know, some picture, right? The Hollywood, yeah. the glitz and the glam. And there's nothing wrong with trying to look good and be good. We, we're all about that, right? But I think where it starts affecting your own psyche, your own mindset, and it's making you become someone that you're truly not. not. That's yeah. where the struggle is. So how does one feel confident, right, in who they are, right? Not, not everyone is going to be a perfect six or eight or 10 for that matter, right? But you have to uh, believe that your 14 or 16 is equally great, right? If that's who you are, then that's who you are. Yeah. How does one navigate those landmines, Abby, um, in your in your opinion? Definitely. Well, you know what? Self-confidence comes by achieving goals that you have set for yourself. You know, so once you start reaching goals and milestones and seeing that anything is possible, you start building your self-confidence. And when I say goals, I don't mean something as lofty as walking on the moon. Right. I mean just simple day-to-day -day goals yes. that you set for yourself. You know, working on your habits and making sure that your habits align with the vision you have for yourself. You know, when you set day-to-day -day goals, you know, and you're able to meet those goals and you're able to, you know, see yourself progressing on a day-to-day -day level, that self-confidence starts to grow. It starts to grow and you start realizing that, wow, I can actually get things accomplished. I can actually get things done. You know, and obviously, as you continue to work on your habits on a day-to-day -day basis, as you continue to, you know, shove away procrastination and learn how to focus on the things that you need to achieve on a day-to-day -day basis, on a week-to-week -week basis, on a month-to-month -month basis, your self-confidence starts to grow. Mm. And as it starts to grow, you start believing yourself more and more. You start believing in your strengths and your abilities more and more. And then you start setting higher goals. You start setting higher goals. And with each goal that you accomplish, that self-confidence is growing. It's yeah. growing. And before yeah. you know it, you're, you, you can achieve anything. Really. Yeah. 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 How important, Abby, is those positive affirmations and self-talk, right? Because, again, one of the paradigms that a lot of single men, at least from certain cultures, right, go through, um, is what they've been told, not, not even about men in this instance, right, but, but about themselves, right? People have been told, you know, you're, you're this, even by well-meaning or well-trusted people, whether it's a parent or a teacher, or whatever, say negative things to, 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 to us, right? And then we grow believing some of these things, right? And so we grow believing, oh, um, I'm too fat, you know, my nose is this, my hands are this, and, you know, I, my body is not as, and, and all, whatever that may be, I'm just using these as examples, right? And so people grow with these narratives. And so 
even becoming going into a relationship, they become very conscious of those things. And so that inhibits or plays down that self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, from the little that I know about self-talk and positive affirmations, is that something that is powerful here when it comes to helping overcome some of those narratives that or oh, paradigms or constructs that we've, we've grown up with? Very, very, very powerful, extremely powerful. The messages, the thoughts that you think affect your life. They affect your results and the outcomes of your life. Your thoughts are extremely powerful. So if somebody has planted a negative seed in your mind, whether it was 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago, and you keep on replaying that message in your mind, it has affected your subconscious. It has gone deep into your subconscious and it has now affected your paradigm. And you're now living out that negative message and attracting into your life emotionally unavailable and distant people. That's how it works. So what do you do in a situation like that? You flip the switch. Mm. Flip the switch. Take the power back. Take the power back from that message, from that person that said that toxic negative thing to you 30 years ago. Counteract that negative message with a positive message with a positive affirmation that you are awesome you are amazing you are beautiful you are strong you are smart you can achieve anything you set your mind yes. to achieve you are more than a conqueror give yourself those messages of strength and power because you are if you really think about it look back on your past and think about moments in your past where you have overcome challenges that that were mm. almost insurmountable we all have stories yeah we all have a past you know just look back what is something you have accomplished in the past that made you so epic just just look back if you need to write things down if you need to write a list of things you have accomplished in your life do it and when you start reading it you'll be like whoa whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. was me yeah, that was me and when you do that just pick one or two of those moments in your life and remind yourself of how epic you are and then start giving yourself messages of strength and love of victory messages of empowerment that yes. will counteract that negative toxic message you got and then repeat these messages over and over again when you start having those feelings of self-doubt and you start questioning yourself and questioning your worth repeat that message of strength repeat that affirmation of victory and strength and as you continue to repeat those messages over and over again they start going into your subconscious they start settling into your subconscious and before you know it they start changing your paradigms mm. And very soon, that negative message is, is gone and dusted. And you're now living a life of victory, a life of confidence in yourself, a life of overcoming whatever obstacles have been thrown at you. And you start attracting the good into your life yeah. because you have elevated your frequency. You have elevated yourself from that space of negativity, from that space of fear and doubt and you're now, you're now going higher. Your frequency has gone up. And you're now attracting energies that are like-minded. Yeah. Energies of strength and conviction and moving forward and yeah. overcoming. Yeah. Oh, this, is, this, is, this is powerful. I mean, this is, and it takes, it takes every bit of intentionality, right, yes. in anything to be able to overcome that. And I think this underscores, you know, the, the, the fact that, and I heard this uh, research done um can't remember one that people who go through abusive relationships are, are, are likely the likelihood of they 
um, in their childhood, I mean, uh, the likelihood of they ending up with an abusive person is really high because that's really what they're used to, right? And I think that's where some of these deconstruction um, has to take place. And, and you're probably going to start telling yourself and you're going to hear the negative voices of who do you think you are? This is just, you know, you look at yourself. Who do you think you are? But I, I interviewed um, Kelly. Kelly um, Pelardo was uh, uh, one of my previous guests and she uh, got burned at age two. 75% of her body got burned in a fire. And so she has all this um, scars. And growing up, you can imagine, you know, the bullying and all of that. They had me, they're calling her you know, Scarface and all of that until she got to that point. She had a mirror. She did this TED talk. Um, she brought a mirror to, to the stage to demonstrate what she had to go through to tell herself, you know, like she has beautiful eyes, beautiful ears, you know, beautiful. She had to intentionally, right, deconstruct some of those things that she shared. And so, I mean, it, you, you're going to run into that. You may start doing this and you're going to hear the naysayers or the voices tell, who do you think you are? Look at your body. You're not that. But but you have to continue, right? It's not something you start. It's a process, it's a right? Process. It's yeah. a process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. So, so Abby, I mean, it's this is this is really great. So, perhaps someone watching or listening to this podcast who, you know, may may, may find themselves in that in that situation, right? Maybe dealing with that with that self image, um, and they're saying, yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying, but it's not as easy. But and I know you've already addressed this um, at, at great great lengths. But what would you say? To that person right now and i'm sure there's probably someone watching right now who may find themselves maybe not even in a relationship but in life in general what what words of advice would you have um, for that person i will say in a nutshell that you are beautiful hmm. you are strong you are smart you are more powerful than you think hmm. You are exceptional, you are excellent, mm. you are extraordinary. Have the courage to rise above the limiting beliefs. Have the courage to rise above the negative self-talk. Have the courage to rise above the negative voices, mm. externally and internally. You're more than a conqueror. Yeah. It takes, it takes courage. And so if someone wants to reach out to you, maybe, I mean, you're, you're the expert here, right? I mean, I'm just the medium here. Maybe wanna, someone has a question, want to talk to you. Maybe you want to share some woman-to-woman talk, you know, uh, with you. Uh, your website's going to be on the page here, but um, do they just reach out, send you an email or? Yeah, just, you know, go on my website. It's askdearabby.com. Abby is spelled A-B-I. Mm-hmm. Um, go on there, check it out. Uh, put in your information and, you know, I'll set you up with a free consultation and we'll talk and we'll go from there. And then you can also check out my social media handles on Instagram, Facebook, and um, Twitter at Ask Dear Abby. All right. Mm -hmm. So for all you single ladies out there who are watching or listening to this podcast, uh, Dear Abby, uh, definitely uh, feel free to reach out. Abby, thank you so much for coming on the Time with Fred podcast today and sharing some of these things that I believe are not maybe there are you know men even watching or listening who would be thinking nah this is no it's not there are principles here that are applicable in every uh, facet of life right that self-identity or deconstructing some of these paradigms that that we've talked a lot about but this is brought this you know podcast is all about so uh, i trust that whoever's watching or listening uh have some found some value um from this one of 
thank you again for your time and continue to stay well and regardless of what you're going through there's one line that i remember from this it takes courage right it takes courage to do whatever and it takes courage to be able to overcome some of those uh, limitations so abby thank you again for your podcast thank you fred it's well listeners thank you as well yeah blessings to you